For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Dear listeners, welcome to the Kodesh Family Church, Philadelphia, under the leadership of Bishop Dag Heward Mills. This denomination has grown with over several branches all over the world. We are excited to come your way with the anointed word of God, which has the power to heal, deliver and save you. Stay tuned as we receive God's word through his servant, Reverend Gilbert Fleischer. Are you happy to be in church? All right, turn to your neighbor and give your neighbor a smile. Nice smile. Wonderful. God is good. How many of you are expecting great things this year? And how many of you know that you have a part to play to make it great? All right. Let us pray. Put your hands on your heart and pray for yourself this morning that God will speak to you. Ask him to speak to you. Say, Lord, speak to my heart. Speak to my heart. Speak to my heart. Jesus, come and pray. Somebody lift up your voice and ask God to speak to you. Jesus. Pray for your heart that this year you will not miss anything. You will not miss any opportunity. You will not miss any opportunity that God gives to you even as he intends to bless you. But it's a channel. There's a way God intends to bless you. Pray that you will not miss any great opportunity. Pray for your heart. Jesus, yes. 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 Let us not miss anything in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated for a minute. So we're going to fast and pray. Okay? And... um, how many of you work with people that at work, they are fasting, your church is fasting and praying? Anybody? Or oh, you don't have any Christian friends at, ch- at work? All right, I see some hands in the back. It's a very common thing. I mean, every, everyone is fasting and praying to set the year right. Amen. Now, compared to the blessing that we'll be getting out of this, it is nothing. I mean, when you think about it, it is work. It's a lot of work. But compared to the blessings that we'll receive as we fast and pray, you should not be worried. Amen. So we're going to fast and we're going to pray. Are you excited about that? Now, I want everyone to be part of it. Don't cut yourself out. Don't don't, don't cut yourself. The way, it's, we, the way it's even going to go, there's room for everyone. There's room for someone taking medication. There's room for someone who feels they are not well enough to fast. There's room for every person. So how are we going to do it? The key, again, the emphasis is prayer. It's prayer. When you fast and you don't pray, it's equal to starvation. You might as well eat and sleep. Yeah. But... When you fast and you pray, you see, fasting, to understand it, this is not a lecture on fasting, but to understand fasting, what fasting does is that it it helps us, you see. You fast to help you, to set yourself aside, to get closer to God and communicate with him and wait on him. So it is to help us. That is why we put aside certain things like food and we say, look, 
for this season, Lord, I'm not going to concentrate on food. So what are we going to do? The direction is that we're going to pray at least five hours a day. Okay? Five hours a day. I know you work. We all work. We all work. I work too. Ask your neighbor that you also work. Yes. So that's, that's no excuse. All right? So we're going to pray at least five hours a week, a day. So the goal is 25 hours a week. This coming weekend, we're going to give ourselves a break. So we're not going to, I don't know whether it will be like that every week. So don't be surprised if the second week it's included or the third week is included. But this weekend, we'll give ourselves a little break. So we're going to fast and pray Monday through Friday. And if you are spiritual enough, you, you will not indulge on, sat- on Saturday and Sunday. You'll keep yourself at a good temple. And by the way, if you really do Monday through Friday, you see that by Saturday, Sunday, you'll be very sober. You would, you would not even like to eat a lot. And we're going to pray, like I said, five hours a day. Now, how do we pray five hours a day in this busy world that we are in? The only way is to wake up early. Okay? So we're going to pray every day from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Every single day. I see your faces going blank. (laughs) So we're going to pray from 3 to 6 a.m. every single day. And then on... um, in the evenings, we'll pray from 6 to 8. Okay? 6 to 8. So, I just told Pastor Kobe, I haven't told the rest of the pastors. I think the pastors should take the 3 to 6 a.m. So, we'll share it amongst ourselves. I'll start tomorrow. So, we'll pray from 6. You see, we all have to fit it in. I go to work very early. I'm thinking of how I'm going, but I'll have to fit it in. If I have to be yeah, taking a shower whilst I'm praying, I'll do that. But it has to work. So the pastors will start, and then we'll bring out the schedule. The pastors will work out the schedule for the 6 to 8. We'll still be there, but I want the shepherds, the main church workers, to, to be part of it as well. So they will also have... Yes, the pastor. Apadabi is joining us. All right, so we have five pastors. Okay. All right, so we'll keep that in mind. So that's what we'll do. So there's going to be a schedule, Okay. Then, in addition, we should pray more. Do you understand? So those who can fit in more, and I'm sure the prayer warriors and intercessors will pray more. Fit in as much time as you can. So once you clock your three solid hours, you could go a little lighter. If you understand, I'm not saying go and eat fufu and bango and stuff like that. But once you've prayed the instruction, I'm just telling you the instructions that I have also received. Once, and pastors, correct me if I'm wrong, once you've pray three hours in the morning. You could take a light breakfast, you know. Maybe every, breakfast, every morning you eat, you eat a burger, toast. <laughs> oh, some people eat that. So what we are saying is that instead of, instead of toast, butter, turkey, sausage, eggs, and everything like you normally do, just maybe take a cup of tea and move on. Or if you are the type of person who can't stand hunger, you can take, add a slice of toast or something. But light, it should, it should definitely look different from your regular. Okay, so you can 
and it's just to sustain you for the rest of the day. And then the evening will come back and we'll pray again six to eight. Solid five hours every single day. Wow. Are you excited? Then put your hands together for a wonderful direction from Apostle Joel. Now, what we are doing is you're actually shaping your, your 2020, the year 2020. You are, you are putting things in the, in the right um, direction. I was just, I think me and Lady Pastor were talking this morning, and I, I was just saying that. You see, people, people don't like to sow. Everybody wants things to work well. But you don't, you don't like the work that makes things work well. There's always work. You can't eat, sleep, sleep, we eat, wake, sleep, eat, eat, sleep, 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 sleep. I don't want to interject the other things that you do. But <laughs> you cannot do that and expect 2020 to work. It won't happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, even after a prophetic word. In fact, the devil gets more active after a prophetic word. Because once a word is declared, then he begins to wage war. Because if God wants this to go this way, yeah, perhaps even before it said, he doesn't know. He's just doing guesswork. Yeah. Do you know that a lot of information we, the devil has is from us? We give it to him. He's not all knowing like God. Do you see? So, um, yeah, that's why we have what we call familiar spirits and all that. They are familiar. They know, they know your, your, your workings. They know that Monday through Tuesday, this is why you do and do it. So they are familiar with it. So he is not that all-knowing. So I'm saying that once he knows that this is how we are going, then he becomes more active. Okay? So it's Satan's goal ever since the year was declared the year of shepherding, which comes with all the blessings that you need. He's going to make sure that you can't shepherd. And he's going to make sure that you will not even have the desire to be a shepherd. Amen. So ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready for our wonderful fast and we'll give you details. Somewhere along the line, we're trying to get a video um, conferencing um, system which, uh, what's the name, Zoom. If we install it, everybody would have to join, you see, so that we can scan. We'll see those who are trying to sleep. Yeah, that's, that's how we, the pastors, pray. We have early morning prayers with um, Apostle Joel. We're on Zoom, so he's seen us. So you wake up, you brush your teeth, you make your hair look presentable, change your, your clothes, not that you're in your pajamas and then you're... In the first place, a lot of Africans don't sleep with pajamas. <laughs> they just jump into bed with the previous night clothes. Is it not true? It's true. It's true. It's true. You're making me feel like I'm saying something bad. But you wake up and brush your teeth and look fresh. Huh? And see. And then we'll, 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 we'll be watching you. So when you sleep, you sleep in front of us all. And there'll be nothing like when we are having ours, there's no excuse. There's nothing like I'm only on audio. Either you're on audio and video or you are not on. If you can't be on audio and video, then just log out. Don't even join. So if we have that system in place, we'll start. I intend to, to, to purchase that soon. So once we have it, we would, we would. And it has room for it. They are unlimited. There are conference call systems that can take unlimited people. Yeah. So don't, 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 don't think that, oh, can we handle all of us? Yes, we'll, we'll handle all of us. 
In Jesus' name, amen. So we can tell when you don't log on. And we'll have a conversation with you. Why you did not join. Amen. Is that a good idea? Stand to your feet one more time, everyone. Everyone, everyone, everyone. The announcement is making you lethargic. Let's cancel every effect of the enemy, every plan, purpose of the devil to prevent this. Come on, lift up your voice, everyone. Lift up that voice. Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. Pray that you'll be fully a participant. You'll not just be an observer. You'll not be just someone who just sits on the sidelines and hears and will not do what, what, what is being asked, but you really participate. There's room for everyone. Everyone. No one has any excuse. Pray, pray. Lift up that voice and pray and ask God to help you because he will help you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your great help in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you one more time for this morning. Thank you for this blessedness of this season, a year of shepherding. We are excited about it. And thank you that we have this great opportunity even to gather and group ourselves even as a church and fast and wait upon you. And thank you that you hear us. Thank you that this shall be a season of strength, a season of refreshing, a season of us being lifted up. We will mount up with wings as eagles. We will not be faint. We will not be weary. Fresh strength shall come. And thank you that we will put even into line that which you have purpose for us this year. Thank you. Thank you that through this fasting and praying, even hindrances in the heavens that hold back answers to our prayers will be broken. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, please be seated. Okay. I didn't do the verse. We'll do it at the end. All right. So this is the year of shepherding. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you a shepherd or a sheep? They say both. That's a perfect answer. That's the answer you should get. We should be both, isn't it? We should be a shepherd and we should also be a sheep. I'm a sheep as well. I'm not just a shepherd. I have a shepherd. I have a shepherd that I look up to. Anybody with... Any sheep with no shepherd is, you are lost. Yeah, you need direction if you are really a sheep. Amen. So last week we looked at, at the, um, a, a few things about it. I can't go back again because we have limited time today. But basically we talked about how, how God, God's blessing comes on us as we shepherd. See, And last week I made it plain to all of us that that if you understand shepherding and what it means to be a shepherd, you would actually want to be a shepherd. You're, you're not wanting to be a shepherd is a sure sign of you not understanding what a shepherd is and the benefits that come from being a shepherd. Plain, that's, that's as simple as that. Because if you do, you will. Many of us think that we love the Lord. If we made a an altar call for those who love the Lord. All of us will come up because in our minds we love the Lord. Who here doesn't love the Lord? Who loves the Lord? Let's see by hand. You are even afraid not to raise your hand. Isn't it? So we all love the Lord. Yet Jesus showed us clearly in John that the way we actually depict our love for God is by loving him. 
by loving him in a way that he defines love. And that is by feeding his lamb, feeding his sheep, and feeding his sheep. Over and over again, he stressed it. In fact, he stressed it so much that at the end of the day, Peter even started feeling sad because it was like, Lord, are you trying to say I don't love you? But that is how he defines love. So if you really want to love God, you have to be engaged with the sheep. Find sheep. Everybody. Once you've been in church for a while, even a week or two, you can have sheep. You can have someone that you can share what you have learned with. And I dare say that there are many people in this congregation, even I think everyone here has been in church for a while. You must be a shepherd. You must be a shepherd sheep. <laughs> yeah. Continue to be a sheep, but be a shepherd. Be involved in the work of the ministry. We'll have time to talk about it later on during the year. But prayer, visitation, BCVI, isn't it? PBCI. Prayer, visitation, counseling, interaction, isn't it? You must be involved in that. You, must, you, you cannot say you are doing the work of ministry if you are not involved in prayer. And I'm not talking about praying for yourself only. I'm not talking about praying that you get two cars or praying that you get your third house or praying that your bank account is filled more, or praying that your, 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 your accounts get fatter. No. It's also praying about the next door neighbor. It's praying about your cell group members. It's praying about the other person that you want to even join the cell center. That, that is prayer. Interaction. Interacting with people. If you are doing the work of them, you will not be in a hurry to just leave church. Yes. You can't be a shepherd. <laughs> and just walk out of church. After church, you are not concerned about who came and who didn't come. Yeah? We, are, we the pastors, often are the last to leave. And the shepherds, we are the last to leave. We are always here. And I will, talk, especially on Sunday, I will, it's my working day. It's my full working day. I will talk to whoever wants to talk to me. If you have time for me, I will talk. I will keep people up. And I will talk to everyone. And I will not leave till I'm done. There are days we've left here 7 p.m. and beyond. Just sitting, talking to people. Yeah. I see the ashes hanging around, just waiting also for me to be, to be finished. We're all doing the work. Do you see? Yeah. If you understand this, you will not, you will not, you will not even try to even leave that building before your pastor. It's true. You won't even try uh, where is the scripture? I'll share you with you the scripture later on. Visitation. Visitation is not just for Brother Enoch. Visitation is for everyone. Is Enoch here? Yeah, he's in the back. Yeah? Everyone. And we're going to even be more serious. Self center members will give you, will give you um, um, assignments that by Sunday, go and visit this. I don't come and tell us that I called and they were not there. You see? And Jesus, God so loved the world that he gave his, his only begotten son through a phone, through email, through text message. Now he came. He came down to visit us. Yeah, Regina is writing a, a, a book. Um, what was it? When God visited or walked the earth. Yeah. He came to visit us physically. Not that he stood fine through a text message. I called and they were not there. I, I those feeble answers will not take. If as you are talking, we'll water you with a, a water a gun, a, a water gun that um, um, 
Pastor Kobe bought for us. Amen. So visitation, counseling, you should be able to share the word. Yeah. You should be able to share the word. Most of us have been counseled and we have been given a word. Is it not so? Yeah. Who here has never spoken to a pastor or a shepherd or something and they've given you a personal advice? You enjoyed it. And it worked by God's grace because it was a work. Your role is also to be able to share it. The Bible says that he comforts us with the comfort where we will also be able to comfort others. That's a role. Do you see? So when you do all these things, Jesus is saying that you prove your love for God. You prove your love for God. You prove your love for God. And what happens? He comes and he manifests himself to you and he makes his abode with you, isn't it? If I'm correct, John 4, 21 and 23. He makes his abode with you. God makes his abode. God now begins to live with you. Amen. And that is all, that is what we all want. And that is why even a book for our fast is the anointing and the presence. The anointing and the presence. Our order is not here yet, but we definitely will get it during the week. So next Sunday, we would give you your copies. And everyone should have one. The anointing and the presence. When you read the book, you see that the anointing is not the same as the presence. Yeah, that's the deception we have. You can be anointed, but not have the presence. So you can be operating in, in whatever you think you are anointed to do. It, it may be working. Yeah, you're a pastor, you lay hands on people, they fall. And you're happy, God is with me. He's left you long ago. It's just a gift that is working. Yeah, you play an instrument, you know, people are happy. Yeah. Stephanie, you are singing better and better and better. You are getting more anointed. But don't, don't make that mistake. The fact that when you sing, people clap. It's a sure sign that God is with you. No, there's more to it. So the, the, the anointing and the presence. We want the presence of God, not just the anointing. We need the anointing and we also need the presence of God. We want him to make his abode with us and live with us and manifest himself to us. Wow. So we'll be reading, we'll be praying, and we'll be praying about other things as well. Amen. Those of you who have seen the, the announcement from Apostle, he even wants us to pray the other things other than, other than this. So we would, would, would put up a list of things. And I pray that we would also get visions. Yeah, when you are fasting, you are waiting on God, that's also the time to get visions. Dreams. Let God speak to us and give us specific directions. Amen. This morning, I want to share with you briefly, very briefly, we don't have too much time. So talking about shepherding, the year of shepherding. And I want to share with you why you can become a shepherd. Why you can become a shepherd. Every one of us can become a shepherd. You can become a shepherd. I can become a shepherd. Everyone is a shepherd, can become a shepherd. There is no exception. It's not only for people of a certain stature. No, it is for all of us. Lift up your right hand and say, I can become a shepherd. Say, I can become a shepherd a shepherd. Amen. Now, to understand this properly, 
I'm going to give you quickly four keys, all right? The first one is that you must understand the purpose of why you are a Christian in church, okay? You, might, you must understand the purpose of why you are a Christian in church. You are here for a purpose. Yes, every one of us here is here for a purpose. You, are, you didn't come here by chance. That is why you should not just be upset and walk out. If scriptures is true, Jeremiah 3, 15 and 16, God gave this church to you. You thought the church is lucky to have you, but God actually gave this church to you. God gave you the pastors that you have. God gave them to you. You, didn't, you, you had no choice. That is why before you leave, you must ask him and really know and be sure that you are really doing what he wants you to do. So you have to understand the purpose why you are in church. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11 and 12. Quickly. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. Look at it. It says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Verse 12. What for? For the perfecting of the saints, comma, for the work of the ministry, comma, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, this is a verse that we've shared over and over and over and over and over again. But it's not grievous for me to share it again. Amen. Now, if you read this verse, literally, what you see here is a picture that is quite different from what it really means because of the commas, you see. And that is why other translations have taken out the commas and it made it clearer. Because if you look at it this way, Look at verse 11 again. God gave apostles, and he gave prophets, and he gave evangelists, and he gave pastors, and he gave teachers. And then if you read verse 12, it looks like he gave these five-fold ministries for one, the perfecting of the saints, two, for the work of the ministry, and three, for the edifying of the body of Christ. But that is not really the message that is in that verse. All right? Now, other verses make it clearer. Let's look at the Amplified, for example. I believe, the, I believe the Amplified makes it clearer as well. Look at it. It says, and his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us, some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some evangelists, traveling missionaries, etc., some pastors and teachers. Verse 12, I rise to 11 to get to 12. Look at 12. His intention, now look at it carefully. His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, that they, that they, not the apostles, not the prophets, not the evangelists, not the pastors, not the teachers, but the saints, that they, everybody say that they. So that they should do the work of ministering toward building up Christ's body. The work of ministering toward building up Christ's body, the church. So ladies and gentlemen, the reason why God gave a prophet 
um, an apostle, and then he gave a prophet, and then he gave an evangelist, and he gave, you know, I've learned to say it in order, because I learned from Kenneth Hagan, the order, God is a God of order. Everything he writes, you can't just jumble it up, all right? So apostles, isn't it? And then he gave prophets, then he gave evangelists, then he gave pastors, and then he gave teachers. That's the order. So he gave all these people, including a pastor, the pastor that you have, or the pastors that you have. Thank God in this church we have more than one pastor, isn't it? I may be the senior pastor, but we have more than one pastor who should help you in everything that you do. And by the way, I want the church to learn this, all right? It's a good principle to learn. Now, when you see any of them, it's the work that is being done. You understand? You don't necessarily have to see me. Because sometimes people don't acknowledge when Pastor Kobe or Pastor Eugene or Lady Pastor comes to do something with you. It's like Pastor hasn't come. The, the likelihood of me coming is slim. And I'll tell you why. Because it's just me. I'm just one human being doing so many things. I'm a lay pastor, meaning I work as well. My dear friend, Brother Albert, was just in the office with me, and I was telling him that, look, I, I, this week has been almost overwhelming for me. I have so much to do. I wish I could clone myself. So understand that these are pastors that God has given to us. Do you see? These are pastors that God has given to us. If you see them in your house or, and, or, or doing something for the church, all right, it's because they are doing that part. And Reverend Fletcher is also doing something else. And Lady Pastor is also doing something else. We cannot be at the same place at the same time. And you all have to even understand beyond just the pastors that the shepherds, when shepherds are sent to visit, maybe, maybe when they come, they don't tell you that they are, they are visiting you on behalf of the church, but they'll make it clearer now that they are there for the church. You see, when, when a shepherd comes to visit you, you have seen Bishop Dag, you have seen Apostle Joel, you have seen me, and you have seen the rest of us. That's the way it's going to go. Now, having said that some things call for particularly my attention, okay? And if it does, I'll be the first to be there. And there are some things that I'm always the first to, to come. And that is why you won't see me all the time. Because some things belong to me. It's me. I have to do it. There's nobody else who can substitute because of the, of the severity of it or the nature of the issue. Alright? Are we clear? So, God's intention, as he gave you a pastor or a pastor, his intention was that he was perfecting and fully equipping you, the saint. How many of you know that you are saints? Lift up your hand and say, I am saint. I am a saint. Say, I am a, I am saint. So, so, add your name. Let's say it together. Oh, I didn't hear you. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. All right, so we are all saints. We can take a little digression here. Let's, let's look at Romans 1 7. Look at just so you, you get a little scripture to, to back up what I'm saying. So, Romans 1 7 says, To all God's beloved, to all that being Rome, we're, we're reading the Amplified. Let's keep the King James, it's fine. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. Called to be saints. 
called to be saved, called to be saved, called to be saved. Every one of us is called to be a saint. You are a Christian, you are born again, you are called to be saints. Look through the scriptures, you'll find many examples like that. Amen. Let's go back to Ephesians 4, 12 again. His intention. His intention. His intention. His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, that they should do the work of ministering toward building up Christ's body, the church. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Glory to God. So, it's a problem when you have been equipped. And many of you have been equipped. And you are being equipped. You have been equipped. You have been overflown with equipment. Your house is full of equipment. Your heart is full of equipment. Your, your spirit is full of equipment. Equipping, equipment, equipping, equipment. And you have done nothing. Teen again. You have done nada. Zero. All this time, you have done nothing. That is why it's changing this year. Because the year of the shepherding. The year of the shepherd. The year of the shepherd. You are going to start shepherding. Yeah. Some of us have been in church for years. There's, there's really no sheep that you can say, this one I have influenced before. This one I have had an impact on before. This one I have interacted. There is nothing, nobody that you can point to and say, this person I've had an influence on. So that all of God's intention in fully equipping you, in building and fully equipping you for the work of ministry so far has yielded nothing. And if I was God, I would give you nothing. <laughs> yes, I would give you nothing. You see, these are some of the simple, simple, simple. You see, yes, the Reverend Justice was talking to me about an issue. Called me to discuss it with me and we're chatting. And he was asking me my opinion. And I, I said to him that it's a little, is it not so? The little, little foxes. He says, catch the little, little foxes that ruin the vineyard. It's not big things. <laughs> yeah, it's not big things. You don't have to be possessed with diabolos to ruin you. What actually destroys you are these little things. You're not depicting love towards God. So God also is not abiding with you. God is not manifesting himself to you. One of, the, one, of the, one of the manifestations, even the fruit of prayer, answers to prayer. Yeah. I have chosen, I have chosen and ordained you that you may bear fruit. That contest was even, the contest was prayer. So, so it is God wanting even to see your, even your prayer life. So when you kneel down and pray, there's an answer. So that is God's intention. And that is the purpose. And, and you know, this thing, uh, Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, I think if you've been in this church for a while, 
It's like butter and bread. We talk about it almost every time. Yes. That's, it. That's one of the cornerstones of even this, this church. Yeah. That is why we are interested in soul winning, building churches, starting churches, and establishing people. And that's a great commission. Amen. So that is God's intention. So understand or be reminded of why you are a Christian and you are in church. Key number two. So I'm talking about why you can become a shepherd, isn't it? And I'm saying I'm giving you two, four quick keys. I don't know whether we can mention all of it. Key number two is that the call of God is supernatural. The call of God is supernatural. You see, sometimes it's so supernatural that it almost looks natural. You understand what I'm saying? It's so supernatural that it looks, almost looks natural. Because in our minds, we have a set of um, things that we deem supernatural. Yes. I must see some light. Some light must shine through, come through the windows. My, 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 my room should shake. Many years ago, when we, me and Lady Pastor were in Newark, we pastored the church in Newark, we were sent there to pastor the church in Newark. I remember there was a very nice brother. He's now a pastor. But one day after service, he was sitting quietly, and I asked him that, Brother, why are you so sad? He said, He hasn't heard from God. I said, What do you mean by having heard from God? He said, I didn't dream. I haven't had any dream, I haven't had any vision the past few days, so I haven't heard from God. And I laughed at him. I said, God is speaking to you all the time. We have set ways that we define that this is the way God should speak to me. But that is not always how God speaks to us. God speaks to us the way he wants. First Kings chapter 19, 11 and 12. Quickly, First Kings 19, 11 and 12. You can keep to the King James on this one. Quickly. First Kings 19, 11 and 12. Look, and he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And be, behold, the Lord passed by. Everybody say, the Lord passed by. Now, when he passed by, look at what happened. And a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. When he just passed by. Then not what happened. But the Lord was not in the wind. And the Lord was not in the earthquake. He was not in the wind. <laughs> the wind and the earthquake were just effects of him passing by. But he was not, he was not in it. You know, I'm, I'm laughing because I just remembered something that Kenneth Hagan said many years ago. He said a lot of Christians are still at Calvary. Yeah. They stuck at Calvary. They stuck at where Jesus was crucified. And they always cry, oh Jesus, Jesus, why did you die? Jesus is dead. They are stuck at Calvary. They've not gone beyond Calvary. Jesus left Calvary long ago. Yeah. 
He is seated on the right hand side of God with us. You see, so we've not, what he basically meant, we have not tried to understand even the full package. We are stuck. See, and we get stuck at what, what we think is the presence of God, or God is in this one. But God, even God, the Bible says he, he was not in the wind. It was not in the earthquake. It was just effects of he just passing by. So what was he in? Verse 12. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in a fire. Even a fire, he was not in it. But what was he in? And after the fire, a still, small voice. A still, small voice. A still, small voice. Voice. And that is why I'm saying that, that it can be so supernatural and so supernatural that it, 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 at the end of the day, even we define because of its simplicity, yet supernatural. One of the most supernatural things that you can even experience is a new birth. Your new birth, that you are born again. <laughs> it's a wild spiritual trans- transaction that God in Ezekiel, he said, I will take that flesh, the stony hand, and I'll put it. It's, that's why the Bible says, when any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. He's not a refurbished person. He's brand new. The day you got born again, your spirit was just a change and a new birth. That's why it's called born again. It didn't come with the, 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 the spirit that you came with, that you were born with. When, um, when your mother gave birth to you. It's a different one. That's why it's born again. Born again. You've been born again. You see? So we, we sometimes miss the supernatural because of the way we think. So God's call is supernatural. God, God's call is supernatural. Key number three, quickly. Many people are called, but think that because it feels natural, in a sense, for example, like a thought, an idea, or even a conviction, they are not called. Should I say it one more time? These are all from the books. I've just extracted four statements from a book, and I'm just sharing with you. That's all. So, key number three. Many people are called, but think that because it feels natural, like a thought, an idea, or even a conviction, they are not called. So, so the calling is there. Called to be saints. Called to be saints. The calling is there. The calling is there. But because it, 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 it feels like an idea or maybe a conviction or maybe a still small voice speaking to you, do this, do this. Many of us sitting here today, we have at one time or the other been, I mean, we've felt and we've had this strong conviction to do something in church. Maybe an usher. Maybe join the prayer warriors. Or maybe be an intercessor. intercessor. Or maybe join the evangel- evangelism ministry. Something. Or join the choir. Everyone has, you see. But you, 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 you sort of play it down. Because it, it, it's like this still small voice. Or, or this feeling. Or this conviction. Bishop says he's not really seen an angel coming to tell him start a church and all that. Even the first laugh. He, 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 he would just say... You know, and, and sometimes because we are not, or we don't understand, or we don't get connected to these things, when somebody says it, it feels so spooky. What do you mean by God spoke to me? 
But God, and it's evident, isn't it? It's so clear that God is with Bishop Dark. God is with him. The evidence is undeniable. It's so clear. Whatever he felt in his heart, whatever he felt that, that, that God said, it's working. It must be God. It must be God. It cannot be anything else. It is God. God is at work. Do you see? A good example is, is Eli and Samuel. Eli and Samuel. In 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3. Let's quickly read some verses here quickly. 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 4. Quickly. It says, first Samuel, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, and he answered, here I am. And he ran unto Eli and said, here I am, for thou callest me. See, so, so God calls Samuel, but the voice sounds like Eli's voice. The voice sounds so natural. The voice sounds like somebody he knows. The voice sounds, it wasn't like, eh, Samuel. No, 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 it, was, it sounded, I mean, if it was like that, I'm sure he would have gone another bed. He would not have even gone to Eli to ask him, do you call me? But he went to Eli and said, did you call me? Did you call me? Here I am. Isn't it? And he ran unto Eli and said, and, and, and said here, uh, here, here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Watch what happens again, verse 6. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli. I mean, Samuel was not mad. So Samuel must have thought the voice sounded natural. The voice sounded natural. And I dare say that even the voice probably was the voice of Eli. It sounded like Eli. Or perhaps maybe Eli was the only one in the building. Yeah. So he went to him again. Here am I. For thou didst call me. And he answered, I call not my son. Lie down again. Now someone did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. So God was about to reveal. He didn't know it. You see, he did not know it. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. He did not yet know the word of the Lord. He did, God was not yet revealed to him. And it took his spiritual father to even point out that, look, Hey, it is God who is speaking to you. So next time you hear the fourth time, look at what you should say. Verse 9. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he called thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. Eli even had to show Samuel how to respond. I could have lived and died in this life without preaching like I'm standing here preaching. I could have lived and died without even doing anything that I'm doing. The only call, the only voice I've heard is the voice of Bishop Dad saying, he calls me Gilly. He says, Gilly, you can also do, you can also preach. You can also preach. In fact, when he calls, those days when he calls me, I even joke with him. Because in med school, he was like just a year ahead of me. So I, I, I was a little familiar with him. 
And when he called, I used to call him Osofo Onupa, which in our language means uh, the, the, the big pastor. Then you say, I remember the first time he said, go and preach at, at Worcester, because the Worcester pastor had traveled. Then the next instruction was, come to Philadelphia. He gave me two places. He gave us, me and lady pastor, he gave us two places. He said, we should go to either Trenton and start a church, or come to Philadelphia and start a church. So we took a car, we drove around Trenton. It didn't work. We even tried to live in part or move into part of Pennsylvania very close, to, just across the bridge around Trenton, just to make it work. It didn't work. And then we said Philadelphia. So we came and look at, we are here. It, it took Katilo Stombre, Ikala Sastopala, Lichenge Engrede. For that is the only voice you may hear. The voice of a spiritual authority in your life, giving you directions as to where to go, where to turn. And as you obey, blessings shall come upon your life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, lift up your hand and give God the glory. Hallelujah. 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 Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus is good. Jesus is Lord. Amen. 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 I said amen. amen. Listen, that is the only instruction that I've ever had from God. But is it true? It is true. Is it working? It's working. Is it true that it's God's word? It must be. It cannot be. Otherwise, we don't have what we have now. The evidence is too much. Yeah. Just because me and Lady Pastor moved here. In fact, we even bought a house so we can do ministry here. Right across the bridge in South Jersey. That's the only reason why we're here. And the movement was painful. Lady Pastor, was it not painful? Yeah, she says age. <laughs> do you see but we are here so what I'm trying to show you is that listen this is all you may hear this is all you may this little seemingly little directions do this do this do this that is all you may have true that is all that you may ever have pertaining to the call of God and pertaining to doing work in the church and I personally don't take it lightly. Whenever I feel that God is leading me and God is showing me, I could take sit in the front here with us. God is leading me and God is showing me and God is, God is helping me and God is, 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 is telling me that this person should do this. I would say, and one of the proofs that it's not even me is, 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 is the fact that sometimes I can't even remember what I said. So when it says to me, I feel it in my heart, Eugene, Pastor Eugene, go this way, go and do this. It's God. At least try it. If it fails, then we can say it's not God. <laughs> yeah, but you're right, Pastor Cobb. Even when you try and it fails, it does not necessarily mean it's not God. Because sometimes God needs a little failure. Uh, yeah, you try something and then you fail and then you, you, you get better at it the next time for the real thing. Recently, Bishop preached about even how a lot of things in life are rehearsals. Yes, are rehearsals. Yeah. Some of you even staying, are staying, staying back in church to, to, to just be part of church. It's, it's a rehearsal. Yeah. It's a rehearsal for you even being a CEO somewhere, somewhere one day. It's a rehearsal. 
It's a rehearsal to see how you can even manage responsibility. Simple rehearsal. Do you see? So he told him, Eli's told someone clearly. When you hear that voice the fourth time, just say, hey, here I am, Lord. Speak. Speak. Speak for thy servant hearing. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord spoke again. Isn't it? And the Lord came and stood and called us at the times. Samuel said. Then Samuel answered, speak. You see, the spiritual father had even prepared him. Yeah. The spiritual father had even prepared him. It's key. It's important. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Or what the Bible is teaching us here? So, ladies and gentlemen, this is also a very important key. Do you see? If we came to you, the pastors came to you, and we said, look, we think you should do this. Flow. Bishop was just, pre- I get to listen to some of his preaching just before, as he's preaching live. We also listen to, usually a lady pastor would tune it in and fill the car with it, so I can listen to a bit of it before we get here. You see, one of the things Bishop was preaching, he was talking about flowing. And he was talking about Jesus Christ, you know, when Jesus was baptized. He hadn't even done any ministry. He hadn't done nothing. I mean, nothing. It was then that the ministry started. He had not preached. He had not raised the dead. He had not healed the sick. But God said, this is my beloved son in woman. Well, please. Why? It was just because he was flowing. <laughs> yeah. Even John the Baptist, I mean, as he's even coming to John the Baptist, John the Baptist, I'm not even worthy to even untie your, I mean, just lace your shoe and lace your shoe. I'm not, I'm not even worthy. But Jesus said, suffer it to be so. I need to flow. I need to flow. I need to flow. I need to flow. I just need to flow. Yeah. So this shows you that I mean sometimes flowing, all right, sometimes flowing means it's almost like you are going the opposite way of what flowing should be. Usually flowing should always be lower to higher. Isn't it not so? Yeah, but Jesus is showing us that it can be even higher to lower. It's just a flow. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Nothing changed. Nothing changed it. Nothing changed it. Jesus Christ doing that did not change his, 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 the fact that he was the son of God. It did not change the fact that he is the wildest prophet we've ever seen on earth. Didn't change. Amen. I said, Amen. Amen. Wow. Are we going to be shepherds this year? Yes. I said, Are we going to be shepherds this year? Yes. Turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor. Yes. Say, neighbor. Yes. I said, neighbor. Yes. I am going to be a shepherd this year. I will not sit on the bench just doing nothing. I will be a shepherd. I can be a shepherd. And I will be a shepherd. Give the Lord a clap offering and a shout of victory. Come on, a better one, a better one, a better one. A shout of victory, a shout of victory, a shout of victory, a shout of victory. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And this is how we are going to prove our love to God. We're going to prove our love to God by shepherding, feeding the lambs, feeding the sheep, and feeding the sheep. And what is going to happen? He's going to manifest himself to us and make his abode with us. 
in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Put your hands together one more time for the Lord. And stand to your feet. Everyone stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. As we close. Everybody just close your eyes. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands into the heavens and begin to pray for yourself. Begin to pray for yourself that this year something about you is changed. This year something about you is changed. This year something about you. Where are my two ladies? Mama Faustian, until I've come, come over. Come over, take mics. Let's pray intensely for five minutes. Just five minutes. Something about, about, about us is changing. Something about us is changing. Something about us is changing. Something about us is changing. Lift up that voice. Lift up that voice. Lift up that voice. Everyone. Yes. Ask God to break whatever is stubborn inside you. Whatever is resistant inside you. Whatever is stubborn inside you. Ask God. Come on. Give God the permission. Give God the permission. Give God the permission. Give God the permission. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. Ask God to break. Ask God to break. Ask God to break. Ask Him to break. Ask God to break. Ask Him to break. Jesus. Come on, lift up your voice and pray. Say, God, I am ready. I'm ready for the next level. I am ready for the next level. I am ready for the next level. I'm ready for the next thing that you are going to do with me. Lord, break everything. 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 Anything that is a hindrance in me, Lord, deal with it. Change. Let there be a change. Let there be a change. Pray like you mean it. Pray like you mean it. Lift up your voice and pray like you mean it. You mean it. Pray like you mean it. In the name of Jesus, let there be a change. Let there be a dynamic change. Let there be a dynamic change. Lamato palita, simele toshi, shakata yega, rendo soso, ni mane bakaya, rendo brahila, shapa. Let your prayer 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for what you're about to do in Thank 2020. You, oh, our hearts Thank are brave. Our hearts Thank are ready. Our hearts are yearning. Our hearts are longing. Lord, even as a deer panted for the waters, our hearts are panting after you, Lord. And Lord, we say this year, our hearts belong to you. Mold it. We give you permission to break it. Break it. Let every stubbornness stubbornness in us be broken. Let, oh God, every defiance in us be broken. Let, oh God, every resistance in us be broken. Let our hearts be mendable. Let it be not even a heart of stone, Lord, but a heart of flesh according to your word. A heart, oh God, that you can inscribe on. A heart, oh God, that you can lead, Lord. A heart, oh God, that you can direct, Lord. A heart, oh God, that you can bend, Lord. Oh, God, yes, let it bend yes, in your direction. Whether it be the east, Lord, let Jesus. it bend. Whether yes. it be the west, Lord, let Thank it bend. Let, whether it be then even your side or north side, Lord, let it bend, Lord. Let it be only your purposes. Oh God, in 2020. Thank you that it's a year of shepherding. We will shepherd. We will shepherd. It's a year that shepherds need to rise up. We will rise up and we will shepherd and we'll do that which pleases you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the many blessings mm. that are with us. Amen. Thank you, oh God, for the unspeakable blessings ah. that wait us, Lord. Thank Even you, blessings that ears have not heard, mm. eyes have not yes. seen. Oh God, that I'm is what you have purpose and planned for your children, for us, even as we flow with you. you we will manifest our love yes. even towards you Amen. as we even take care even of the sheep. Mm. Feeding lambs, Lord. Mm. Feeding sheep and yes. feeding sheep. You, that is what we will do. Thank you, and Jesus. thank you that you would abode with us. Mm. You will make even your abode with us. Amen. You will live with us yes. and you will manifest yourself you manifest to us. We thank you. We, we you bless glory. you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Lift up your hand one more time and give him praise. Father, we give you glory. Thank him. We thank, thank you him. this morning. Thank him. We thank you thank for him. your visitation. Thank we him. thank you for thank your him. presence. Thank we him. thank you for the thank direction. Him. We thank, thank you for amending our thank hearts. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I need a singer here to help us. Yes, it's a good song. Give us a word. The Bible says when we gather, has anyone a psalm, let him sing. Let him sing. It's a Master, psalm, let's sing it. Thy servant hear it. Jesus. Jesus. 
words are up there now. Sing it one more time, Master. backsliders if you are here and you know yourself that you are not with God as you should this is still early in 2020 I want to help pray with you to restore you lift up that hand lift up that hand I want to say pastor my relationship with God is not as it is it should be and I want to be restored to him right now anybody here lift up that hand lift up that hand lift up that hand Jesus lift up that hand or you are here today and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Christ. Anyone here? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know there are people here like that. But you wouldn't raise up your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to call one more time for backsliders. God does not intend to embarrass people. I will not point you out, but I know clearly who that person is. The Lord just showed it to me. Backsliders, lift up your hand. Let me pray with you. 
Let God restore you right now. Right now. If you're lifting up your hand, lift it higher, 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 higher. There's nothing shameful about it. I see those two hands. Glad you raised your hand, but that's not the people I'm even looking for. But God will help you. Say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I ask you this morning to forgive me cleanse me, wash me from all my shortcomings. I have not done right. I have not walked the way I should have walked. But I thank you for your love for me. That you cleanse me, you wash me, and you restore me. Thank you. And thank you by your grace, by your help, by your abundant grace. I will walk closer with you the rest of 2020. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you, ladies, and thank you.